Hello everyone, it's Trevor G. Blake from TrevorGBlake.com. I have a couple of close friends who I love and admire and respect. And uh, after maybe a couple of drinks too many, they've been saying that I talk about money too much these days. And they're not referring to when we're together. I know I, we never talk about money because there's so many more important things to talk about. But when I'm in teaching mode with things like YouTube videos and with my course transformation, it's very important that I talk about money because most people go into transformation fearing money and with a bad relationship with money. And for us to have success in our lives, we really have to change the way we think about and talk about and respect money. And we have to understand what it is. And so my response to my two friends is to do a YouTube video about nothing but money. <laughs> and uh, this should make for an interesting get together with a bottle of wine later. I know why they say what they say. It's because they don't have a lot of money and they fear money because they've been brought up that way. Most of us have. If you've read Three Simple Steps, you'll know my story, a little bit about my background story anyway, in that I grew up in what we would observe as poverty. Broken down farmhouse, a father who didn't work my whole teenage years, living on welfare, pretty much, and hand-me-downs and handouts from the butcher. If I had my time over again, I wouldn't swap a thing because it taught me so much. But I remember at the time, I had a bad relationship with money because of the circumstances I found myself in. I, I know I had thoughts of envy when I saw people driving around in cars, even even battered up, beaten up old cars. You know, we didn't have one for a long time. Um, I wonder what people had to do to get jobs where they could afford a brand new car. And I have to admit to feelings of probably jealousy and resentment. But I was also at a time where I was reading a lot of biographies and I realized in these biographies that most of the people I was reading about were in worse circumstances than I thought we were in. And they'd found a way out. And one of the ways they found a way out was to concentrate on their own relationship with wealth and not bother about anybody else. In the course transformation, and you can learn all about it at trevorgblake.com, and I'm not here to sell courses. All my proceeds go to cancer research and development. But show me a salesman who who doesn't ask for the business, and I'll show you a failure because they clearly don't believe in their product. I believe wholeheartedly that transformation does what it says on the tin. It transforms. And one of the things we transform is our relationship to money. And once we do that, it's like the floodgates open and money flows in. It's easy to talk about money when you have some. Somebody sent me a YouTube video. It has 5 million views, my goodness. And it's a group of men who are very well-to-do. I don't think there's not a female in it. I don't know if anyone noticed that. But they're all men, and they're all in nice posh suits and, and jackets and ties and all the rest of it. And they're procrastinating and, and pontificating on what you know how easy it is to get money. It's really easy to talk about money when you have some. And it's really hard when you don't have any. And I know what that feels like. When I was in my early 20s, you know, I, was I got married and I was convinced by my in-laws to get the biggest mortgage I could possibly afford because to their generation, house prices always go up. They always went up. And that was the way they thought you should be, get the biggest mortgage, even though you can't afford it right now. Eventually, you'll be able to. And you'll look back and realize how little you had to pay. But it didn't feel like that at all. It felt suffocating. It felt like I had an albatross around my neck. I couldn't make the monthly payments and I was ashamed and embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody, not even my wife. I remember going into my bank in the local town where we lived and I went to the ATM and I was uh, drawing out 20 pounds because that's I thought that's what we needed for the weekend to get some food and all the rest of it. 
and the ATM refused to give me the money and I was indignant because I was sure I had that money and I went into the bank and was a bit feisty with the person behind the counter and she kind of looked down her nose at me very condescendingly and she said, well, you only have 10 pounds in your account, Mr. Blake. How can you draw out 20? And I was so embarrassed and I slunk out. I took the 10 pounds, but I slunk, I slunk out of the door. You know, everyone overheard it and everyone was sort of laughing in the heads at me, or at least I thought they were, I felt they were. So I know what it feels like to be in crushing debt. It's embarrassing and it's stressful and it, you get sleepless nights and yeah, sense of shame. But it doesn't have to be like that. And so I read biographies from people like C.J. Walker, who's a Madam C.J. Walker. She's a real hero of mine. Obviously, I've not met her because she died a long time ago. But she, you know, she was born to slaves in a time when the only work available was for men and, and, could, and by law could only be agriculture. She had nothing. She was malnourished and lost her hair. She was abused. I mean, she had the worst possible circumstances for anyone to think about having money. And yet... Not that long later, less than a decade later, she became America's first female millionaire in a time, we're talking, you know, in the 1800s, in a time when that would be like a multi-billionaire today. And that inspired me. And so I read deep and I read that, those biographies over and over to try and find the secret. And I realized the secret was that she wasn't afraid of money. She didn't fear it. And when she got it, she didn't hold on to it and stagnate it. She allowed it to flow. And so back to the course transformation, what we have in there are some activities that allow us to understand that money is energy. Everything in the universe is energy. It's an irrefutable scientific fact. I say this over and over on my YouTubes and still people deny it, but you can't deny it. The world, the universe is energy and energy follows laws, whether you believe in them or not. These are real laws, not silly made up laws like law of attraction or law of averages. This is the law of energy, thermodynamics, and, and that says that energy can either be created or nor destroyed, but only converted into another form. And so money is simply a conversion of the energy of labor, or the energy of service, or the energy of productivity, converted into something that has no intrinsic value by itself, a method of transferring service and goods through this energy into something else, something you purchase, or something you invest in, or something you build. But most of us has this, this sort of, we start out with a relationship to money because we have this sort of albatross around our necks that we have to get to a station where we're financially independent. It's like we get somewhere and then we hoard it. And that never happens. And when we think that way, money just eludes us. See, the, the problem with energy is that, it, that our thoughts and our voices are also energy and it goes out into the universe and it comes back converted into, its, into what we just thought about. So if I'm against money, I'm always going to be against money. So I'm going to be given more reasons to be against money, meaning I'm not going to have any. If I'm against debt, I'm always going to have more debt. And so we learn to reframe the way we think about things. And we think we, we learn what energy is and we learn how energy flows. And then we step into the flow of that, whatever it may be. We step into the flow of that. And when we do that, we allow more to flow. We build a trust with it. We build a relationship. We build, we build a love with it. And things change and they change fast. So in, again, in transformation, one of my favorite things is to get emails from people who are fairly recently joined, who joined in debt up to their ears, who then send me an email saying, wow, for the first time I'm debt free. And in some cases it's been 70 years of debt. We have people of all ages, of all backgrounds, of all nationalities. Some people have never had money in their lives before. 
And when it suddenly starts flowing towards them because they're using the tools and techniques that we, we, we teach in transformation or we learn together and ex express together in transformation, it can be suddenly you get money and you panic. And the tendency is to want to put it under the mattress in case it goes away and you have to learn a new relationship that this is energy and energy must flow. So the more you allow money to flow, the more money flows through your life. And financial independence becomes not a place to get to, but a thing to manage. Energy to place in different directions. If we think of money as something to capture, to keep, then we stagnate it and it loses value quickly and no more, no more flows towards us. One of the things I like to study is the habits of the successful. And I, I continuously study that because I want to continuously improve my own situation in life and learn more information that I can pass on to others. It's noticeable to me that the majority of people who we would call quote unquote wealthy, what does that mean today? Well, today to be a multimillionaire, you need at least to, to hit that category. You need 30 million in cash. To most people, that's just unthinkable. It's very easy to get, actually. All you need to do is change the way you think and, and have some discipline to keep doing the tools and techniques. But it's really noticeable that all of the wealthy that I've studied and all the studies of, this, of the wealthy, that they're very free in their lives. They haven't tied themselves down with a huge anchor like a massive mortgage. Many of them prefer to rent than to own. I've done both in my life for different reasons, but when I've, when I've owned, I've bought for cash. After that experience with my first mortgage, I've never had a mortgage. Well, that's not true. I had one mortgage when I first came to America, but I soon was out of it. I bought a house for $263,000 and sold it about five years later for a million. So it was a good deal. It was, I did a good thing, but I knew that was going to happen. Um, and then after that, I've just, I've always had the money to buy if I want to buy, but I actually like to, to lease because of the freedom it gives me. And the reason I like that is that when you get into understanding money and understanding the energy of life, and you get into transformation, well, guess what happens? You transform. And when you transform, opportunities come your way that may require you to relocate overnight to another country or another state or, or uh, another town. And a lot of people get uncomfortable with that because they become so comfortable in their mortgaged house. They become so set in their ways, but they still want financial independence. And they're not willing to move. They're not willing to accept the changes that life requires from you if life can help you get to your dream of being financially independent. It pays to be light on your feet. And so that's really all I want to talk about in terms of, in terms of money. It's nothing to fear. It's not crass. It's not the enemy. It's just a form of energy in the same way that we can make a decision to do certain things that will help us become fitter. And then when we see the results of that, we get really enthusiastic and motivational and we get, we do even more to get even fitter. We work on our nutrition and we work on bodybuilding or whatever it may be. Well, it's the same with money. You work on a few tools and techniques until it becomes a habit. And then you see miracles show up in your life. I get these emails daily from people saying, I can't believe where it came from. I was out of debt. My credit card bills are paid off. I have no debt in my life whatsoever. And it happened so quickly. It's, it's amazing. And then they think maybe it was just luck. And that's where I have to come in as coach and, and make sure that they stay disciplined, keep doing the tools and techniques. 
and uh, and and then we get to the next stage, which is investing or building and and enjoying what a what what a lifestyle where you have a lot of money flow in your life. The amazing things that you can do with that for the benefit of the universe, the benefit for other people, not just for yourself. It's a very very inspiring place to be. It's a place where I wish everybody could get to. I mean, there are obviously places in the world where it's not as easy, not as possible. But in the Western world, there's really no impediments. There's no, there's nothing stopping everybody being financially independent if they choose that. It's just something you choose. It means you have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you do certain things. You have to change your outlook on certain things. But that's not hard work. It just requires a bit of discipline, really. I remember a glorious moment about, oh, decade or so ago remember i was talking about you know the embarrassment of only being able to withdraw 10 pounds and i remember that night going around to uh to lynn's parents for, di for dinner they were always inviting us around because we never had we never had enough money to invite them around and they were you know a comfortable middle class and uh you know i had a home in england a holiday home in spain and, and it was a nice lifestyle for them and of course they talked about things like investments and stocks and holiday homes and things like that. And I remember just sitting quietly because I was too embarrassed to join the conversation because of what had happened that day. And then I found my way out, the tools and techniques that others who'd gone before me had used, I just used because I had common sense in those days. If it worked for other people, why wouldn't it work for me is all I thought about. I didn't come up with anything original or anything clever. And then fast forward to around about, I suppose, about two, 2010, and I invested in something that I believed wholeheartedly in, but everyone was telling me it was crazy. And so because I couldn't raise outside money, it became like a drain, it became like a whirlpool rather than a river in terms of uh, in terms of money energy. And I got down to my last $2 million in my checking account. And I had the same sense of panic, the same sense of shame. I didn't even tell Lynn that we were getting that tight, tight, $2 million, tight, right? That's how I was thinking. That's how quickly my mentality changed. But I held on because I believed in, in what I was investing in and in no short, and I did the same tools and techniques as I did when I only had 10 pounds. And in no time at all, I'd found a buyer for this thing that I was investing in, a, a buyer in Taiwan. I'm, I suppose even today, I'm not supposed to disclose, disclose how much it was, but it was um, you know, a multiple nine figure number. And off we go again. And then the flow comes back in. It's just like a river that dries up in summer sometimes, and then you wait for the rains in the winter. That's all money is. 